Welcome to... The Blank Space. Where we just... Fill it in. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to this Blank Space where we're going to have so much fun here today, Drew. Tell me. Uh... Wow, that was about all the pep I had. Just imagine while you were saying thank you, thank you, you're going to put, like, fake applause underneath of it. You're going to be in front of a live studio audience here in scenic internet, the blank space. Yeah. No. No, I don't, I don't, I don't have that, I don't have that level of effort. I appreciate, though, you, you thinking I do. That, that does warm my heart. I'm going to replay that, like. I'm gonna replay that a year or two from now when you when you like edit the podcast and put all these like sound effects and turn it into like AM mm. car radio <laughs> like a year or two from now. You're like that is... Hello and welcome to the Black Space Podcast. Awooga <laughs> <laughs> That uh that that is a good time for time frame for the amount of effort i would have to put in so uh good call good call <laughs> yeah so, so anthony oh. we uh how, how how welcome to the new year first of Ooh, all it, it is i'm not gonna date this podcast but we're we are now in 2021 we are did you do anything and nothing nothing existentially terrifying <laughs> has happened at all Nothing. It's been a great start to the year. Nothing bad is. Uh, you're gonna ask me something? Did you throw up over there a little bit? Uh, no. <laughs> did you did you do anything the night the night of like the new year? Um, I mean, I did. I did a a badly timed um, uh, ball drop uh, on the internet. <laughs> I was about to mention that. I was about to mention that. Um, so for, for, for the people listening, uh, me and a group of friends got together um, to, to celebrate the new year. We were, we were playing games online. We were all doing our own thing. I and, was there too. Yes. I, I figured you would be included in friends, but apparently Anthony's not my friend. Um, yes, so me and Anthony and friends <laughs> all were doing stuff online and finally it got close to the new year it was getting close to midnight so i found a live stream for the ball drop um and we started watching it it had the usual like you know um there was like a musical guest or something like that um they were talking about stuff and it got really close to midnight it was like one minute to midnight we all started counting it down Rang in the new year, claps, applause. Everyone's like, oh, happy new year. And then we look back at the stream and it hasn't happened yet. We realized that the, the stream was on a delay. Like a 30 second delay. So then we all just kind of sat there in silence for 10 more seconds while we watched the ball drop. And then we continued congratulating each other about the new year. <laughs> It was it was a, a solidly awkward moment, but I am still glad that it happened because it it said a lot about the year. <laughs> it makes me wonder, actually, and I mean we we don't we do not have to get into a large thing about this, but like I guess on television, like they 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 remove the delay for the ball drop. 
Yeah, I guess I guess that makes sense. Because um, I, I figured they would have to keep it in case someone said something really crazy on air. But I guess to like ring in the new year, they were like, eh, we'll get rid of it at the very end. In all fairness, this is probably the first time that um, I've never watched a TV for the new year. Oh, yeah. Is that usually what you do? Uh, I don't normally do... I'm not no- normally looking at a monitor. So, like, it was very noticeable. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you have yeah. the little clock at the bo- at the bottom right, or wherever your little clock is. You know? Um, <laughs> do people do people frequently put their clock somewhere else on the computer monitor? Yo, look, man. Some people, some people bought Windows 8. I'm not going to put Ooh. it above them. You're going to call out our audience who are fans of Windows 8? That's I'm enti- okay with that, this. That's our entire audience. I, I'm okay with leaving them behind. <laughs> you hear that crowd? Anthony doesn't care about you. Now me, I love the Windows 8 people. They're amazing. Especially after they added that desktop view. But Windows 8, I don't hate you people. Yeah, um... You, that's uh, that's that's your prerogative, <laughs> there, buddy. You know it is funny though. Like, I, like it is my first year just doing something online for New Year's, and typically I don't do anything for New Year's. Like, I, I mean, sometimes I go to a friend's party, but like for the most part, it's just like, yeah, you know, I just kind of chill. And most, of, and very recently, I've just been going to bed before midnight because I'm just like, all right, whatever, just ticks over. That is. That is one of the options. It's either I'm going to bed before midnight, or um, I uh, I go to a friend's party and I leave like ten minutes after the ball drops because I want to beat the drunks home. Yeah, true. <laughs> you don't want to be around for them. But but in this year when like everyone's distanced, really you're not seeing anyone in person. It's nice to kind of yeah, I read that. It's nice to get together for those kind of events. You know, it makes me think if we have to do it online again, we just look at an atomic clock or something like that. <laughs> we don't watch like we we don't we don't watch like Ryan Seacrest New Year or whatever. We just go to like what is the time dot com and we're just celebrating when that ticks over. <laughs> maybe, maybe. What if what if on those websites when it does tick over to the new year, they do like the solitaire effect? Like the clock jumps out and does a little <laughs> jump thing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie that I think that might be more that might be more en- enjoyable than seeing whatever random cele- celebrity uh, sing a song that tries to make you feel emotional. I would, I would love, I would love to see that. That would actually be hilarious. I'm surprised there wasn't like, well, I guess there were Twitch streams of people ringing in the new year, but like for the most part, I when I was looking for a Twitch stream, I didn't see anything. I didn't see, like, oh, this is, like, an official stream from someone. It's just, like, I don't know. Here's, like, some famous streamer just, I don't know, playing Fortnite. And then when the ball drops, he dabs and then keeps playing Fortnite or something. <laughs> that That is a mentality that you have to appreciate. We're not even the cycle of a year makes somebody change. <laughs> also, why would you ruin a year immediately by dabbing? That's you know what I want to I want I want to unpack something real quick and, and I need to ask you okay okay and I I need you to be honest with me here why why do why do what why do we why do we hate dabbing why I don't 
Oh, I, I, wasn't, I was, I was, I was never given the memo. And it, I, it was because I, 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 I want to know why. It was because it was a cool thing to do, and people love to hate on cool things. Oh, okay. So this is one of those ironic hate things. I mean, I guess I, I don't know. The internet has strange reasons for doing what it does. I mean, I'm okay I, I, with I, that being the answer. I don't, I, I don't, I don't need depth here, man. I wasn't there for the meet. I wasn't there for the meeting when everyone gathered around the table with our hoods and candles and was like, "Now we must decide on dabbing." How do we feel? We hate it. All right, <laughs> it is signed in ink. No, I just think I just think like I don't know. It was a cringy thing to do, and mm. then like it got somewhat popular in the mainstream, and that especially turbocharged hate for it. That's all okay. I can really think of. That's I'm okay with that answer. I didn't. I wasn't looking for like the 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 first video that that debuted it or anything <laughs> like that. Like I just wanted I just wanted a quick take. Test takes. Anthony, I'm disappointed I didn't have the history of the dab ready for you when you asked. <laughs> I'm going to read up on this, and for next podcast, we're going to do an in-depth view of how the dab is and why do people get, gravitate towards it. And then after that, our podcast will slowly become an internet documentary series in which the, the second episode will be about PogChamp. Um, number three will be about the Numa Numa guy. Uh, mm. Number four will be. What would number four be? Would we revisit Ketty Red? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that was somewhat popular on the internet. We can, but I mean, like, we can find out what the filmmakers are doing if they filmed more cats. That was adorable. It <laughs> was a great. That was a nice little documentary. All right, I'm gonna try and map this out real quick. So okay. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a five episode miniseries. We already have three episodes. Number cool. four is gonna be the history of MySpace, and then number five will be about how you get peanuts to your house. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Oh no! It's like it's like it will be like one of those how it's made sort of episodes, you know. You see it, you see it fall off the tree, or wait, no, they, I do, they, I, they're, they're I not do. a tree. They are they are from the ground. <laughs> Peanuts are from the ground. I do like the idea of us making a five episode <laughs> internet like internet documentary series about internet topics, and then the final one is just a normal like how it's made episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's about how you get a single nut to your house. The final not episode, even like not even like plural nut, single nut to your house. <laughs> the final episode is just us, disc- uh, like uh, the, the the second to last episode is us just saying like, and be ready for the final episode. We're gonna go over the biggest internet mystery that you've ever heard of. None of you can solve it, but we're here to give you the answers. How do you order a single nut to your home? And then people will be like, oh, yeah. You know what? That does that does remind me. You can actually, like, order, like, very specialty sort of, like, fruits and, like, veggies and stuff like that. You can get, you know how, like, there used to be these uh, old bananas, right? Uh-huh. The old banana brand, right? Yeah. Um, apparently, you can. You can order them. You can still buy them. Hmm. 
but they cost like 138 dollars 138 dollars uh, per bushel oh no <laughs> by bushel you better mean like 600 bananas because for 138 dollars i mean like i, I forget if it was a single banana or if it was like a, a bunch but the uh the amount is not uh plentiful mm-hmm. for 138 yeah. It's, it's essentially, though, a banana that the world is deemed to die, though. So. Is it? Is it? Oh. Sorry about that. It keeps. Uh, it's a historical monument that's going to rot very quickly. How do you uh, hold. How do you hold on to those? Like, okay, they... so. Essentially, you have to have them in secure environments. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like, whatever fungus it is that kills all those bananas. Mm-hmm. Um doesn't get in because like if even like one like microbe of that gets in it can ruin the entire crop right so like they basically need them in like pristine conditions so that they can survive uh and hence by they cost 138 dollars each well you heard it here first this is our first episode of uh the the blank space how it's made stay tuned for more banana facts <laughs> Anthony, can you give us a tease about what the next banana fact is going to be on the next episode? It's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be um, I don't know about Bobby Kotick getting <laughs> uh, a uh, banana thrown at him or something. I don't know. So what? It seems it seems like something that Jim Sterling would do. That's that's all I know. <laughs> How was that segue? <laughs> if that segue was a car turning, you broke every axle on that car. The hood shattered. All the glass just disintegrated. And the car just, like, as soon as the turn was done, the car was just cut in half. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks. I'm glad. I'm glad we're we're keeping on brand with our with our great segues. Uh, so Jim Sterling, he's he's a guy that we both know, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, we we um, we kind of we. I mean, this has been something on our list for a little while that we wanted to talk about him. Um, yes, since we both watched him pretty extensively, past, present, and possibly future. Yes. So, Anthony, how do you feel about Jim Jim Sterling? What 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 what? what, what I don't know why. I don't know why my my mouth immediately gave out there. How do you feel? No, about no, Jim? that is that is the correct reaction to a man that covers himself in spandex and glitter paint. Um, and, and that's a, a man, man who has been a part time wrestler and video game commentator. Um, and also and, uh, becomes the cornflake humunculus when he needs to. Uh, he he has strong imagery at times uh, that is the best way i can put it um he is a video game critic um i think he's a communist right that's a he's very skeptical of uh capitalism at least yeah i think that's the fairest way to put it i don't know if he's labeled himself outside of that I mean, his work has always had an anti-capitalist feel to it. 
I think it's more big. I think it's more big, big C capitalist than small C capitalist. Than uh, that, that is, I think, a fair uh, way to put things. Yeah, if, I, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. He has a problem with the system itself. Yeah, like how it's how it's going, how it's running. I don't know. I feel like he might just have a problem with all of it, but. Well, okay. Yeah. So, 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 what? What? It sounds like you're not a fan. So, t- talk to me. I. How do you feel? So here's the thing. Here, here here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I like him, because he is somebody that is critical, of the game industry, uh, because uh, he is very pro-consumer, right? And I am overall for things that are pro-consumer. Um, I am also have mixed feelings about him at times because he has a lot of negative content though I would say that's kind of his shtick at this point right because like if he does something positive nobody comes up to watch yeah yeah unfor- he's... unfortunately he's, he's shown that before that like content he puts either a lot of effort into or is not overtly negative um usually doesn't get seen by him usually doesn't get seen by his fans yeah at least at a a lesser rate that's that's for sure um he's a very unique person i don't think there are many people like jimster no (laughs) let me correct that statement there is nobody else in the world that is like him he if is you, a unique, special child. If you weren't going to say it, I was. <laughs> I was going to be like, <laughs> Anthony, there's nobody else in the world like Jim Sterling. I I don't think I've ever seen an online creator go through so many different gimmicks and it all feel on brand. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair way of putting it, because... I'll be honest, I still watch his stuff fairly regularly, and I mean, I, I have my gripes with him, but... Overall, I'm I'm pretty happy with the content he puts out, mm-hmm. but I will freely say that like I enjoy I enjoy strange or out there content. So like obviously his parts about critiquing the games industry is interesting to me, and I, like I I always have an ear for it because he seems to like have his ear to the ground more than most. But at the same time, like. I don't know, something about the first time the cornflake humunculus came on. I was just like, I I don't know what this is. I don't know where this came from. I love it. I need more of it. <laughs> he is he is definitely a person to watch if you want if you want to see unique gimmicks, that's that's for sure. Yeah. Um He Oh god, what's a good way to put this? Um I I I, I just enjoy a bunch a bunch of the stuff that he puts out there. Uh, just because it's kind of fun, though. Sometimes I just have to take a break from him for a bit because I feel like he's beating a dead horse. Yeah, um, I think he and, would. I think he he's even said that before that like the topics he covers he covers with such frequency because he's so passionate about it to the point where it feels like it's beating a dead horse. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's his dead horse to beat. <laughs> He printed his name on that horse. <laughs> like that is, it is his job to beat that dead horse. Mm-hmm. Like he is, he is a quote unquote critic of the industry, 
because of unfair practices or being against like gambling to children, which yeah, you should be against that, right? Yep. Like he he he's honestly he, he he's against things that people genuinely need to be against. But because um, they're a part it, of video games, they don't think about it. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's just video games. It's like, no, your kids play this shit, man. You got you you have to be make sure that like they don't have gambling, literal gambling for children in these games. You know, like to to me that that's a very sensible approach. Yeah, or, literally, uh, li- literally the largest game on the internet right now, Fortnite. Well, okay, it might not be the Among Us might be larger, but uh, Fortnite, one of the largest games on the internet right now. Is has gambling in it? People get loot yeah. boxes, and then they they uh, they get items from that. Is essentially a roulette wheel. Yeah, and about like that sort of thing being becoming more and more apparent in video games, and how that feels very unhealthy, or how companies try and each out eke out as much goodwill out of their consumers as possible. Which, you know, from, like, a pure capitalist perspective, you can say, well, they've earned the right to, but at the same time, you know, it's still bad practice. It's it's still pretty anti-consumer, and I, I, I'm very much in two minds about some of this stuff, right? Because, like, some of, the, some of the stuff is, like, okay, uh, it makes sense that you should be, be against this because it's anti-consumer, on the other hand, people vote with their wallets, you know, like they. It's 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 kind of hard to to know where you should really stand on some issues, you know, like uh, consi- like repetitive DLC that for like a game that should be a part of the base game, but at the same time, people are willing to buy up the separated different chunks of it. So it's like they shouldn't do that, but people are still willing to pay for it. So it's like, eh. I, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think what, I think what it is, is it's not customers voting with their wallet. Although I mean, in the literal sense, it is. It's more that customers don't know they can get a better, they can get a better deal. Yeah. Like, the, I think the thing that bothers me always is when a new game comes out and people beat it. And they're like, man, I can't wait for the DLC. It's like, you just paid sixty, you you, you paid sixty or more dollars for this product, yeah. And now you can't wait to pay more money for usually usually stuff that should have been in the game in the first place. Yeah, like it, it's it, it's it's slipped to the point where, and this is where like I always respect Jim because like. It feels like he's he hasn't forgotten this stuff that like at the point we're at it's kind of ridiculous that loot boxes are a thing that we have to argue about because we should be arguing about the previous things like loot boxes are just a new even more terrible thing on top of microtransactions on top of Mm -hmm. dlc on top of all kinds of other stuff that just should shouldn't exist in a, in a game that took like millions of dollars to make or something like that and cost you yeah. $60 which is a sizable chunk of change it's not it's not a small amount of money to fork over for a brand new video game 
Yeah, I mean, also there's a there's the other part of just um, fair compensation on, on the other side of things. Yeah, like, it would be one thing if uh, I think it's one of the biggest things uh, for it is that it's like a twofold thing. Not only are are these gaming corporations um, charging people more more for less content, they also don't pay their employees as well. Mm-hmm. Um, fair fair wages. So that that's another thing on top of it because you hear about all these stories of crunch and. Uh, no guarantee of being held on after the game is finished and you know all these different things that are very much anti-consumer and also anti-workplace i guess that's a good way to put it or even being credited in in the game that you helped make because you were let go the day it released or something like that like here's something that that made me a little bit angry, but not at the game I was playing, but that other games mm. don't do this. I just finished Black Mesa the other day, which is a remake of Half-Life 1. Okay. Um, upscaled to HD, redone. The entire ending of the game is actually redone from the ground up because the original game just had like a lot of problems with the... End. Not, not problems, but like the ending was rushed in development. Um, okay. And in the credits of the game, after you beat it, there is a section for past developers. Like developers who I guess aren't working on it anymore. Maybe they left the company. Maybe they had a falling out. Maybe their contract came up. Whatever. But they still had credit for their work. They were still in the game even though they were in this past developer section. Mm. And then you hear stories about games that are just missing whole teams because they were let go or they were contractors or XYZ reason. They're and, and, and that's why, like, I think I like Jim to the degree I do. Well, okay, I respect Jim to the degree I do because he fights for things that nobody else would ever talk about without him. Like, I feel like yeah. him and the late, great Total Biscuit would, like, harp on these things all the time because they realized that, like, if they weren't going to harp on it, nobody would. Yeah, they, and, they did feel like the only two that, that really did. Yeah, and and there's some people who've picked up the pieces since then, but nobody feels like they do it with the same voice or the same, like, signal boost that they do. Or the same fire and brimstone behind it. Yeah, absolutely, because there are YouTubers I watch who who are inspired by those two, and they Mm -hmm. talk about these practices, but then they'll just pick up the next Ubisoft game and play through it and give it a decent score because it was a it was a decent game and not talk about the microtransactions or not talk about the company culture there or anything like that it mm-hmm. yeah it, it's 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 something that i really respect about those two and jim jim is currently doing it so yeah i i, I absolutely agree, agree with that but like i i see what you're saying where it's hard to listen to it all the time yeah because it because, does I mean, feel like it does feel like it's it's constant it's it's all right here's all right here's the next video oh it's 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 the same kind it's the same kind of story it's the same kind of like problems with the games industry it's tiring it is i mean and also like a a, a big issue with it is that this is quote unquote leisure content right that's that is what gaming is it is not a necessity it is yeah. not something 
anybody quote unquote needs. Yeah, it's a hobby. So it is essentially a hobby. Yeah. It is something that you can get into. And from that perspective, it's hard to move people because, you know, this is supposed to be my quote unquote leisure time. Why should I care about whether some developer in Poland is working 80 hours a week? You know, and um, I mean, I would argue you should care about that because it's kind of fucked up. But um, it, it's, so, it's some people not just... something that people want to think about, especially with all the other things going on in the world. Yeah, I mean, some people some people don't want to see how the sausage is made. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I'll, I'll say it. I, 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 I've done that before. Like I've done it where I, I, I want to play a game, but obviously I know there's a history behind it, whether the, the devs were kind of shitty to people, maybe, um, there's like uh, a lot of crunch behind the games, which meant people couldn't go see their families. Maybe there's really pre predatory, like microtransactions in the game. Hell, like I played an absurd amount of Overwatch. And I defended, like, the loot boxes that were in that game. And it took me a while to kind of turn on them. And I'm still I'm still not in a mindset of 100% against them. But I definitely have soured on it a lot. Yeah, but, I mean... But, but obviously, there are just people who want to play these games. When the newest game... When the newest... Um, I don't know. When the newest Call of Duty comes out people don't think about like how hard the devs probably had to crunch to make the game work or the predatory microtransactions in the game or or anything about it they just want to play it because it's oh it's the new shooty game yeah yeah and i think some of the hardest thing behind it is realizing just how interconnected this stuff all is right like it doesn't really exist in its own space it is still a part of this greater society we're all a part of and that's kind of one of the connections that he makes with all this stuff like are we really okay with you know gambling games going to children you know are we really okay with how worker can these type of worker conditions that are in our quote-unquote leisure activities are we really okay with um how crappily some employers really treat people and there's no real recourse for them because of how the work laws are, you know? And it's not really stuff that you can escape. And it's stuff that it may affect your day job as well. Yeah, and I mean, it expands outside of just video games. It expands to all forms of entertainment. It expands to all forms of media. It expands to all forms of work. It's not just there. And, and I think... And, yeah, it, 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 it is all connected. Yeah, but, but I think the important distinction is everyone kind of has the area that they'll care about something. There is a, there's a line somewhere where... Unless, unless, unless you're willing to... Uh, no, that's a, that's a bad way of putting it. Unless you're, like, really open-minded, 
it's difficult sometimes to see a new thing to be mad at and just say like, oh yeah, I'm mad at that too. It's like, yeah, or or passionately mad at something. I found myself guilty of that before. Like mm. you see something new and new and really terrible in the games industry, and you're like, oh man, that's awful. But you don't have that same like vigor that you have for other topics. Everyone yeah. has that line that they really care about. Yeah, at, I mean, and at a point, at a point, you can't look at every single injustice in the games industry and rail on it as hard as you do everything else. Yeah, I mean, it it's emotionally exhausting. Yeah, um, I, not everybody has it, but yeah. I I feel like you don't have to rail on everything like that. You you don't have to have as strong feelings at, at, at it you just have to be mindful of it and sometimes that's all you can really do i mean there are certain people that can push for more mm -hmm. there are people that can use their spaces to advocate for better practices but that doesn't have to be everybody yeah I mean, sometimes just being unwilling to purchase a game that had developers do shitty things. Granted, it's not always going to be one for one, though. And it's kind of difficult to... I mean, like, are, am I saying you should be researching every single item you buy? It's a bit much. It's a bit much to ask of somebody. Yeah, like, there's there's a topic that's been sitting in our back burner for a long time now that... <clears throat> Uh, hold on. Let me look at this real quick. What was the title name? Um, oh, here we go. Yeah. Enjoying games with checkered pasts. There are games yeah. that like, I like, I want to go back and play, but there's some, there's some baggage tied to it. Like, for example, um, well, okay. I, I don't want to play this game really, but like this, this is an example of a game that has baggage that, if you really dug for, you could find out. There was a game released on the Xbox 360 that was like, um, um, I guess it was like, a, like a, I don't want to say it was a Metroidvania, but it was that kind of like 2D, like traverse an area kind of game. You you were kind of stealthy. Um, it was called a Mark of the Ninja or something. No. Um, oh man, I just had it. Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex. Okay. That's what it was called. Um, and it got really good reviews. People liked it a lot when it came out. Mm -hmm. And it, it's been re-released several times since then. I think it's actually on Steam if you want to check it out right now. Um, the main guy who made that game um, donates to anti-gay charities. Ooh. Uh, that's kind of that, like the same thing Like if you like Ender's Game. Yeah, exactly. Like, it like... It, it's something that like it's something that's there it exists it's it's something that you can hold against the game and if you don't want to support the game i fully understand but i don't think that ever hurt that game necessarily yeah. like i remember that news came around when the game came out like people were like oh the developer is like a huge piece of shit and generally that game still did well because well i don't know somebody was looking for something to play yeah, yeah, that is that is pretty troubling. 
Yeah. It's kind of like, how can you really uh, affect change in this medium where you just kind of want to have fun and you don't have to want to worry about this stuff? But you still do have to worry about this stuff. Yeah, and I'm kind of and I'm kind of advocating for apathy with some of this stuff, but I, I do think it's important to think like to be mindful of this stuff. But at a point, you can't care about every single, every single little thing there. This this yeah. this guy who's this guy who donates to anti LGBT charities. I would argue he's probably already been paid. He made a he made a he made a game that was exclusive to the Xbox 360. He probably got a huge paycheck because it was exclusive. Um, they probably got a whole bunch of sales from day one, like day one uh, purchases, all that kind of stuff. That guy probably made his money and unfortunately donated stuff to charities already. Yeah, but I, I would argue if it's somebody like that um, and there's no other redeeming qualities there, then you probably shouldn't buy that game at that point, though. I mean, but, like, like he, he, let me give you an example, okay? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, technically, Paradox, which is the people that make all the strategy games and stuff, a lot of the strategy games and such that I like, right? Right. They technically have a pretty DLC-focused business model, which I get. Jim Sterling himself would be pretty upset by. <laughs> um, but they are also a company that treats workers very fairly, that they don't gut studios. They um, very much... Uh, they don't do crunch, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, on one hand, their DLC model is not really pro-consumer. But on the other hand, they treat their employees well. So I, I'm kind of okay with that. And they, first and foremost, will not will say that they they sell more of a niche product. So they're okay with charging more as they do. So it's... There has to be a balance to the bad there. Yeah, for, absolutely. For, for it to be acceptable, in my opinion. And I would argue to a degree that, like, that DLC could be considered consumer-friendly because that is the way they're kind of making their money. That is the way that they're keeping these companies afloat and and able to, and able to pay these employees fairly without crunch and all that stuff like this is the money it takes to do that if they weren't making as much money maybe they would require guys to come in on the weekends to finish something to get the next piece of dlc out i i I, I would say it's it's more due to the to just how they're they're situated as a company that they don't need to do that sort of stuff that that sort of behavior in general is negative towards performance you know like you can get away with, and plus they are not—they're not as high volume as Call of Duty, or right. as one of those other huge studios. They understand the niche they're in, and they capitalize on it, and they treat their workers well. But they also charge more for their DLC because they're not doing Call of Duty numbers. Yeah, I think that's so, that's that's a fair argument to make. Is is they kind of have to charge this to keep the ship afloat to keep doing what they're doing 
I mean, I'm, I'm not aware of their specific financial, so I don't know if it's whether they're just desire to do so or right. if it's something they need to do. But the fact that they do treat their workers properly, I don't really have as big as a problem with them charging more. It's like if like EA, for example, were to not fire their workers after the game's done, you know, immediately, and to then also give them fair salaries as well, you know, then I would probably have a lot less issues with with the the company in general. You know, I mean, like if you're paying your people fairly, then eh, I, I, I can't I don't really to me to me it's 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 the anti-consumer practices and the anti-employee practices the combination is what what makes it really bad in my opinion mm-hmm. like you can't you can't you can't just shit on the rug and then shit outside as well you know <laughs> pick up you know you can, you can't just you can't make the whole place a mess yeah i think that's fair i I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at is there are some there are some there are some arguments there are some arguments that I could label enough in a gray area that if if you told me that you weren't entirely against it it's fine I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crucify you for it but obviously obviously some things are cared about more than others. Yeah. 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 Keyword at the end of the day. Uh, don't care about anything. Play whatever you want. Um, never look into anything. Uh, no, no that that was that, <laughs> that that was that was the wrong point. Shit! Shit! <laughs> Let me try it again. Hold on. Uh, okay, one more uh, time. Uh, 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 the world's ending. Uh, come watch TV. Oh, don't forget to be awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, care about what you care about. What you care about. Support the people. That that's honestly the biggest thing I would probably say out support of this entire what you want discussion to see in the world. Support, yeah, absolutely. Support what you want to see in the world. If there's a developer out there who's doing something that you really care about socially. Um, game industry wise game design wise whatever support them absolutely put your money towards them because yeah, god or, knows those people probably aren't earning aren't earning a, a very well-off living off what they do yeah or that or if you see somebody's going to pick up a game and you know you just kind of shit talk it a little bit because you know <laughs> what they did what, what their comp what the company did let them know what they've done yeah or you know, be like, hey, uh, don't be careful. Tell tell your grandpa to be careful of mobile games because it'll bring him a crippling gambling addiction <laughs> that'll spend fifteen hundred dollars on. Anthony, are you saying that um, my grandpa shouldn't play the most popular game of all time, Fortnite Battle Royale, now available on iOS, Android, and all other platforms? Yo, look, man. All I'm saying is the Atari is, uh, Jaguar. Don't, 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 the don't, let, don't, don't, don't let kids play those, 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 those type of games. Tiger Electronics. Don't, don't uh, let those that are uh, 
the More Samsung Smart Fridge. Get a battle royale on your new Samsung Smart Fridge. <laughs> Buy a loot box while you're at it as you're grabbing some pudding from the fridge. Oh god. I don't know what rich people keep in their fridge. You think you you think they keep like pudding's the best like not like gold leaf chocolate bars or something like come gold, on man. Golden pudding, of course. Duh. They get the name brand stuffed. All right. Well, <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> good night, everybody.